Who is God? What does the Bible mean? Why am I lying? What is God's will? I want to understand. Reconnect. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Reconnect, the official podcast of Shincheonji, or an English New Heaven and New Earth Church. In this podcast, we dive into the Bible to gain a deeper and truer understanding of God. This is your host, TJ, and I am here with Dave and Ray, our two wonderful MCs as usual. <laughs> Guys, can you say hello? Hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I guess Dave's in a good mood. There was. Hey guys, do you guys um, remember what we talked about in our previous episode before the one that we uh, introduced each other? The actual Bible episode. I thought that every episode was a Bible episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you guys understand. Yeah, what I mean. yeah. Okay, okay. The one, be- the one before our last one. Right. If you haven't checked out our episode before the previous one i'm not is that how you say it the one the one one before the last one (laughs) two episodes ago two episodes ago please go and check it out it's called how do we meet god and uh yes the answer is through the bible and today we're going to talk about how we meet god through the bible and who god is in the bible Mm. okay so we're going to dive a little bit deeper to find out just exactly how god introduces himself in the bible you guys ready? Yeah. All ready, right. ready, ready. Yeah. Excited. Then without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's do it. Okay. Going into the topic of about God, this is going to be part one because there are there is much to talk about about God. But before going into the Bible and seeing how God introduces himself, let me ask you guys a question. Now, growing up as Christians, you most certainly would have heard how other Christians explain God or introduce God to another person or to you. Yeah. Can you guys give me some examples of what you've heard? Like he's loving. He cares about the situations mm-hmm. that we're in. Um, if we're going through pain in our lives, he's the one that comforts us. When it feels like the rest of the world doesn't care, regardless of what the situation might be, he's the one that we can count on because he's loving and he has this plan for us. I think for the majority of my time as a Christian, both as a child and as a young adult, and and, and now it, my current age that I won't disclose, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I think for a lot of Christians, I, it's still that kind of description. Mm, yeah. So in a just a loving father figure. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Caring, loving, uh, always watches out for us. Mm. Mm. In a sense, like a best best friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Best <laughs> best friend for sure. BFF. Yeah. Yeah. With God. <laughs> yeah. I still remember in the '90s and the early 2000s where people were wearing "What Would Jesus Do" bracelets, and I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where I was, at least the circle of Christian circles that I was in, people were wearing like the "Jesus is my homeboy" T-shirts. Maybe some of our listeners. <laughs> remember those but like uh. substitute that we're like god is my homeboy and it's kind of like yeah mm. i'm i'm bffs with god so <laughs> i don't know how i feel about jesus is my homeboy yeah. <laughs> i don't know what to say <laughs> you know i the, despite being the kind of trend it was back then i just i couldn't buy mm-hmm. i couldn't buy the bullet and and, and buy that t-shirt something just felt weird about it you know <laughs> But yeah, it's just well, Jesus could be your homeboy, but <laughs> are you Jesus's homeboy? Oh, you know? <laughs> oh I like that. I like that would be more question. of the. <laughs> that would be more oh. of the 
question you want to know the answer to. Yeah. Uh, Is it? For me, <laughs> oh, you de- I would definitely want to know. Like, am I doing what Jesus would love? Oh, right? yeah. Like, that's true. That's how I looked at it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyway, um, <laughs> for, <laughs> I think just, I, I, just to drop that I tag. Think, I, think he's my friend. I, think, I think I'm his friend. I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, like growing up in Catholic school, it was kind of a different environment learning about God. He was more strict, the omnipresent, omnipowerful, uh, all knowing, right? That being that's always there no matter what right no matter where you are no matter what you do watching over you and everything that you do yeah kind of <laughs> yeah i guess i'm making him sound like big brother in a sense a bit, like 1984 bit. george orwell yeah that was definitely how i was explained god mm-hmm. and it was a little bit confusing switching from catholic school to public school so it was it was really interesting seeing the different explanations of no but i think this is really really interesting because ray explained god as this uh loving father figure quite liberal and um dave you just mentioned god well being explained god uh in a very strict manner authoritarian manner Mm. and this generally i think comes down to people understanding God in the New Testament or the Old Testament. Because funny as it is, a lot of people say, oh, the Old Testament God or the New Testament God. They use that that description. so much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same God. You know, there is no Old Testament God, New Testament God. It's just the one God, our, our Father. And the reason we have all these different explanations comes from, I guess, Mm. a misunderstanding of God's character in the Bible. Mm. But the other point I want to bring up is the fact that we meet God through other people's explanations, like a second source. Our introduction to God is based on Mm -hmm. somebody else's experience, like their own personal. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so they're including a lot of themselves into their presentation Mm -hmm. of God. Do you think that this is an accurate source to understand God Mm. relying on other people's experiences or feelings towards God and how they want to introduce God. Is this an accurate source to understand God? I right away, I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you were just explaining TJ about the differences that a lot of Christians have between that old Testament version of God, new Testament version of God, thinking that they're kind of like two different, it almost seems like they're two different gods, but not, that's not the case at all. I was thinking about like how my grandparents would be the ones that would often quote like Old Testament scripture and my <laughs> my parents would be the ones quoting New Testament scripture. And it's like, OK, what's you know, what's going on here? Um, but it's actually the same God. If I had spent my entire life just relying on my parents explanation of who God was and I just held mm-hmm. on to that without opening the Bible for myself, I would never have an accurate understanding of who God was because I wouldn't be getting it from the tool, the source that he has given us to learn about him from. For myself, I would say this very strongly. No. Like, very, very strongly. <laughs> Add some echo to that. Add some echo. Um, because I never believed any of it. The moment I switched from Catholic school, everything crumbled. So the moment I left the environment, the whole understanding of what God is or was at the time, it got challenged and Uh, I didn't necessarily know anything other than that. mm -hmm. So who are you going to go to for those answers? Because everybody had different experiences. Mm -hmm. So 
for me, those experiences, I realized like, oh, that's just how you feel. That's just how you think. So it doesn't help because I don't have those experiences and I can't wait around and hope that I get them. Believing in something and just hoping that I get that type of experience, it it really doesn't uh, nothing uh, for mm-hmm. me, and it just I, I I don't move in that way, and I I know there's a lot of people who don't move that way as well. Yeah, so I think we're talking about cases where they explain God to you without any evidence or supporting information. Yeah, through the Bible, right? Because as we said in our episode about how do we meet God, it's not like we shouldn't dismiss people's experiences entirely, but it's only when it's, it doesn't have any grounds mm. to stand on within the Bible, then we should challenge it. And that being said, without the Bible, all these experiences and explanations are not valid. Yeah. So that's why it's best to go to, right to the source, because in the Bible, it says that the Bible is God-breathed which means that it's God's words, God's writing. So why not go directly into the Bible and see how God introduces himself? Mm, mm. And that is what we're going to do today. (laughs) Find out (laughs) how God introduces himself in the Bible. Yes. Amen. Mm. Amen. But you know, God is the author of the Bible. Mm. If we believe that God, uh, the scriptures are God breathed, the Bible Mm. is authored by God and This is a question that I want to challenge to all our listeners, even to you, Ray and Dave. If God is the author, how much emphasis would he make for the very beginning first sentence of his book? As with any author, I think most authors spend a tremendous amount of time thinking about what they're going to write in that first line. I believe we have a writer among us. I'm I'm I'm, un- right. I'm unaware. <laughs> yes, uh, Ray, Ray, you're a writer. You're a poet. Yes. So you would know. Do you put a lot of thought into writing your first sentence or first idea or anything? That yeah, I, I do. How you start something like a poem as well. It's like very important. It's very important, right? <laughs> Why well, you always now? This is the trend. This is the trend. If if you, if you heard our previous episode. <laughs> This is the time where you put Ray on the spot. I think it's good that we talked about that in the last episode. It's fun to talk about it now, bringing it up every time. <laughs> you have connections. We have to explore them, right? As a writer, I'm assuming because I wasn't a writer. So for me, the beginning was always the most difficult part. Yeah. I've had teachers in the past that told me, hey, do the beginning last. Mm. <laughs> Skip it and oh, then God. and then I come back to it because you before. already know what you want yeah. to talk about. I have. Mm. Yeah. I, it doesn't really work for me, but uh, <laughs> 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 But yeah, definitely like in the beginning that's the that's the moment where you really want to engage the listener. But the interesting thing about the Bible is that God as an author, he's not writing it as a novel. He's not exactly. writing it to necessarily gauge your attention, to grab your attention. Actually, the Bible kind of does the opposite. Uh, when you're reading, you get confused a lot, right? <laughs> you get a little bit lost. <laughs> like, wait, what who? What? How do you say this name? <laughs> right? um, <laughs> but what he is doing, he is giving you everything that you need. And then this hmm. more specific, this very first line, he's telling you, what he's telling it? you who he is. Yeah. He's telling you what he did. Mm. And Ooh. thus it makes him something. He tells you that he created the 
Evans. Evans in the earth, right? He creates, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Creates. creates. Mm-hmm. Thus, that makes him the not N, not A yeah, creator, but is, D mm-hmm. creator. That's key. That's key. Right. Yes. Our first point of D the episode: creator. God is the creator. Mm. This is the very first line in the Bible. Mm. And among so many things that God could have written, God chose this to be at the first page, first line. So what importance does this hold? And one thing that I want to go back to season one and talk about this, because in season one, we talked about religion in our very first episode. And a lot of religions don't even claim to have a creator as their god. I mean, just go back to Greek mythology. Who is Zeus? The god of all the gods, the father right? of gods, right? It was like, he yeah. was top... <laughs> like I don't say top dog, but he was top god, you know? Like, he's more well-known to be, like, god of thunder, god of the skies. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Specifically talking, yeah. Mm. And Poseidon is the god of the, god of the, the sea. sea. What's funny is none of these Greek gods claim to be the creator. Mm. None of them. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because... The creator has a very innate quality that allows him to do something. And this is missing in so many different religions. And it's quite special because God is emphasizing this in the very first page of the Bible that he is the creator, meaning that he created all, which means that he is able to give us the answers as to why we are created. That's right. Which is essentially the purpose of religion. Right. Mm. The people that the reason people have religion is to have these unanswered questions answered. Mm. But God saying he's a creator means that he has the answers to these questions. And I think it's just a very bold statement uh, when you look at I am the creator. And the very first line is like, come to me. I have the answers. He's establishing who he is from the very beginning. When you think about like when you were a kid, whatever you play with Legos or whatever it was (laughs) and you made something. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I guess even the younger generation, right? If you're playing video games and you made a character, Minecraft. right? And you built that character, right? <laughs> Typically, you grow fond of that character. That's your building. That's your whatever it is that you made, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You don't want it to be destroyed, right? right? You actually have this fondness. You have this love for it, mm-hmm. this caring for it, right? If somebody talks about your character, you're going to protect it somebody talks about that little thing that you built with the legos you're going to protect it if your uh siblings are trying to come around and destroy it mm-hmm. you're going to try to protect it from being right. destroyed definitely definitely <laughs> little right? brothers or little or sisters get really upset if it does get destroyed <laughs> it, it shows that the, the creator actually loves mm-hmm. his creation Definitely. right within us so how much more would god mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know you talked about legos but being a parent you know, when you have a child, there's really no reason to give as to why you love your child. You love because you created. Mm. It's very simple. There's no reason to explain. Yeah. And I think in that sense, when we say God is the creator, it holds that significance, as you said, Dave, because he loves what he created. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when you go to the first chapter of Genesis, whenever he creates in the six days, it's like, oh, he saw that it was good. He saw that it was good. Okay. <laughs> the, the entire process of creation, he's like, he's like, oh man, pat myself on the back. Nice. 
<laughs> Next day, <laughs> oh, man, great job, me. <laughs> I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And especially so when he creates man. Right. Because here, there's something a little bit different. Mm. Because when he creates man in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says that God is creating mankind in his image. Mm. Exactly. So God's image. And this is exclusive to us, right? Yeah. It wasn't true when he was creating the fish and the animals and the, the trees and the flowers. But when he was creating mankind, he created us in his image. Mm. Yeah. So God created us in his image. But I had a friend who asked me once, what is God's image? Hmm. What is God's image? I don't think a lot of Christians ask that question. So it was surprising to hear my friend who was an atheist mm. ask me this question. What is God's image? Ray, I'm going to pass this one to you. Well, God is holy. You know, he's holy. Um, he's really perfect. Like if we look at Leviticus 19.2, he says, be holy for I am holy, um, which mm-hmm. I know we've talked about in previous episodes about that being a very high bar. Uh, <laughs> um, but But God is that pinnacle of perfection. You know, when I, I remember how God is portrayed in um, animations and movies, mm. you, you look at Simpsons and God often appears in like a white robe, white yep. beard. In Bruce Almighty, I'm not sure if you guys have watched that ah, movie, but um, in that while, movie, Morgan Freeman plays God. But the thing is, he's wearing a like a white suit. Yeah. A plain white suit. So all these representations of God include like the image of white mm-hmm. being being faultless. And that's what holy is, being completely without sin. That's God's image. He is his word, right? And his word is holy. If we have that word, and at the time Adam had the word, right? Mm-hmm. And thus he was in God's image. But then the question comes, I think it's a glaring question whenever we talk about Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. It says we were created in God's image, so we should also be holy. But is that really the case right now? Is that how we see ourselves? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, there's no white light shining from our faces. (laughs) (laughs) As sad as that is, yeah. I I do not have a white suit in my closet that I can wear that (laughs) is dirt Uh, dirt (laughs) resistant. That is dirt resistant. Dirt resistant. Yeah. No, you're absolutely correct, right? Because, and it's a really good question as well, because talking about that first person, Adam, who had God's word, who was considered holy, who was with God, right? Made in his image. He actually did something that tainted his image. Yeah, He did something to dirty his clothes, if you will, right? His clothes became... Uh, what's the opposite of dirt resistant? <laughs> I'm not sure, but <laughs> it became dirty, basically. Filthy, filthy. Dirt prone. <laughs> dirt prone. There we go. Um, and 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 he he did that by actually committing sin. And since then, we have been sinning continuously and passing yeah. on our sin as well. Right. Yeah. So. The image where it's not the same as where we were before. Yeah. And it, it's amazing because the Bible talks about this. It says we were created in God's image in Genesis chapter one. But after Adam sinned in Genesis chapter five, it says that Adam's descendants were born of Adam's image. 
which right. is with sin. A lot of people overlook this, yeah. but after Adam's sin, we were changed, no longer in God's image. And that's why you see in Genesis chapter six, God was grieved and troubled deeply in his heart when he saw that the world became filled with sin Yeah. since the fall of Adam. And then, you know, you look around the world now, guys, what do you guys think? Has the world become a nicer, holier place than it was before? What do you think? <laughs> uh, do, do you do you watch the news? Do you? Do you <laughs> I, I watch the news because it makes me lose hope for mankind. Exactly. <laughs> if, if if I have it on, even as background in my home, if like let, let's say I'm getting ready for work or something, you know, within mm. that first sixty seconds of a broadcast that I have on my mood goes from optimistic about my day to, mm. you know, borderline depressed. It's mm. it's easy to feel that way because everything really does look hopeless. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of the problems that we have as humans have not been resolved in our, our generation or our parents' generation or grandparents' generation, so on and so forth. There's so much corruption and so much moral depravity in the world to mm. a point where you know, the Bible says, I'm not sure in which verse, you guys can help me out if you can, but um, things that are unholy are now being deemed holy. Things that are false are now being considered true. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where exactly the verse is, but the Bible talks about how people start to consider things oppositely. Um, is that a word? Oppos Oppositely? Uh, oppositely, yeah. Uh Oh yeah. Can you use opposite as an ad Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll everything's go. contradicting. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the kind of um, time that we live in now. And as I said, you know, I don't think it's become any nicer since the beginning. No. No. Yeah. It's really interesting uh, seeing that. Like, what would you guys do? If you were God and you saw <laughs> and you saw like your creation going the wrong way, going in the, the opposite direction, what would you do? My my first reaction is like control or delete. Just <laughs> that's a little bit of start start over, wipe them out. <laughs> it sounds yeah, but but I guess I have to put a caveat there because it's mm. it's easy for me to think that way because I Ray am, am not a creator. I don't have that even even pretending putting my, myself into a hypothetical. I don't have that kind of connection. Um, to my to my creation like like God does because I mm -hmm. it's it's an entirely different thing I guess you know so for me it's easy I, I would just start over but you know God is okay. not I, I don't want to be as God. extreme as Ray <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that if I was God I would try to give mankind a chance and try to have okay. them understand what they're doing is wrong Right, That's and bring them to an awareness that they need to repent. That sounds very familiar. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything too drastic uh, from the get go. I mean, who does? It's but, my creation. But how many chances would you give? Exactly. Um, me personally speaking, I would give them about 
Well, I always go by the three strike rule. So. <laughs> <laughs> you get three strikes this and you're out. This is not enough. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, baseball. in the Bible, we, we see God doing this over and over and yeah, over that's again. Right. That's the Bible right. is just a continuation and a repetition of God forgiving. You can just read Judges and you'll see how many times. (laughs) Yeah. You will see how many times God forgives. Uh, Just in the book of Judges. Yeah, just in that book. You'll see how many times he gives another chance and gives another chance. Another chance, another chance, yeah. Yeah, the reason I ask that is because, like, it's drawing us back to that idea of being a creator creating something and having that love and Ray touched on it as well. Like having that love for the creation. And it's something that we talked about. Like a lot of people have that. They know that God is love. Right. Mm -hmm. But aren't really necessarily able to explain why. And then when you ask, what would you have done? Most mm. people would say, yeah, I would definitely destroy him. I would start over, right? But when we look into the Bible, we see <laughs> I might have why. No, 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 no. It was perfect. Like, we, we see why, like, God doesn't do that, right? We, mm. we can see why within the Bible, why he doesn't do that. And that's why it's really important to know the word. Right. Because we can have an understanding. Our understanding could technically be right. And we don't know why it's right. Right. We Mm. can be doing something with kind of the wrong intentions and we just happen to Mm. stumble upon something being right in that particular instance in terms of knowledge. right. Right. And so this is really why I believe that we're really digging into it. Right. Really digging into like the word, really digging into like why God is actually this creator and how important mm. it truly, truly is to really mm. understand it with the word, right? Because it's, it's really, mm. really important to not only know, but understand. Yeah. Oh, amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> not only know, but understand. I think that should be the highlight of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't just know, understand. Reconnect podcast. Mm. <laughs> oh that's a good one right <laughs> yeah that's good our poet <laughs> yes our poet like a catchphrase but yes. god is the creator this is how god introduces himself in the bible in the very first page we've known it for as long as we can remember we know that mm-hmm. we've known that god is the creator but now we understand that he is the creator and why that it's important through the bible right And because he's the creator, he loves all that he's created. You know, this reminds me of a verse in Zephaniah chapter 3. There's one thing that God cannot overcome. We say God is almighty, right? But there is one thing that he cannot overcome. And that is his love for us. (laughs) Amen. Yes. God cannot overcome his love for us. This is the evidence that he is truly the creator. Mm. And just maybe maybe going into that story in the Talmud uh, with Solomon and the two mothers, one's a fake, one's a real mom, and yeah. they have this baby, and both of them are claiming to be the mother. The fake mother says, all right, kill it, I don't care. But the real mother is, okay, I don't care if I can't be, like, I can't have the baby, just don't. And that's what, like, a true parent does. It is. It is. 
So we've established or understood God is the creator in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. So please remember that. Another point we'll get into today is the question of who created God? Dun, dun, dun. How does God introduce himself in about this in the Bible? Ooh, this used to keep me up at night. The chicken or the egg, right? <laughs> it used to keep me up. Uh, I remember being a kid. I'm just like, where did, but how I, I came from mom and dad, but where God <laughs> going up that mom? chain. It's really interesting because for me, like this was not actually something I've ever pondered. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. Okay. Like, like, like seriously pondered. Like, mm. I've never really thought about it really deeply. It's like, okay, if God created the heavens and the earth and everything of that nature, that, okay, that's good enough for me. Right. <laughs> I never yeah. had to, like, one, if I'm going to believe that, then I don't really need to, like, <laughs> believe that something created him because then that stops mm-hmm. me from believing in him because then oh. I need to believe in that other thing. Right. Oh. So that's why I never really questioned that. I never thought about it that way. Who created God? Yeah, because then it's like for me, then I now I'm questioning God's existence and his authority and power. And again, that's kind of how it was introduced to me as well. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. he's that Mm -hmm. figure. Right. So like by me saying that there is someone or something above him, then that would diminish who he is. And that would be putting another God, if you will, above him. But the good thing is you don't have to go that far because God simply says, he says that. Uh, <laughs> After I learned the Bible, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you go to Exodus chapter three, this is the scene where Moses meets God yeah. in the desert and God introduces himself to Moses. Mm. <laughs> it's so funny because whenever I picture this scene, it's just so bold how God introduces himself. He's like, God says, I am who I am. Yeah. I yeah. am what? who I am. Like, Moses is asking God, like, who are you? How am I supposed to introduce you to the Israelites? And God says, I am who I am. <laughs> that's was, like, that's the ultimate, yeah. like, <laughs> need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, in the Korean version of the Bible, it's put in a slightly different way and this gives us the answer to our question who created god in the korean bible it says god is okay and for our english listeners out there who have just heard this korean for the first mm-hmm. time in their lives it means that i am self-existent mm. i am mm-hmm. who i am in the korean bible translates to god is self-existent yeah nobody created god nobody Mm -hmm. and for so many people this concept is baffling because to us we've never seen anything like that i mean everything comes with something else like before right chicken egg right (laughs) chicken egg chicken egg so something always comes before the thing and god being self-existent is a little bit difficult to grasp the concept itself what also helps explain it is definitely like in even in Revelation twenty one six, he talks about I am the Alpha and the Omega, right? right? I'm the beginning and the end. And uh, the best analogy that I can explain is if you see a perfectly drawn circle, mm-hmm. you don't know where the start point is, 
and you don't know where the endpoint is. I'm not talking about a, a circle that you sketch on some <laughs> okay. paper. Like no, <laughs> that, was a, that was in my head. Perfect circle. Those circles, you know, the beginning and the end. <laughs> but I'm talking about a perfect circle that yeah. you didn't even draw. Right? You don't know the beginning point, and you don't know the mm-hmm. end point. That is God being the Alpha. That is God being the Omega. Right? The beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. And that is Him being. Self-existent. That that's so different than my understanding from you know years ago, um, because I and, and I think for most people when we think about alpha and omega, we think about it as something that's very linear. This this just straight line from mm. point A, a defined beginning mm. to point B. But it makes a lot of sense thinking about it in that in a circle, <laughs> because there right. there mm-hmm. there is no. There is no the definitive start point that we can attribute that like God wouldn't be almighty, it's, or at least for me, it's hard for me to imagine God as almighty if there is something that exists before him. All right. So God is self-existent. He is the alpha and omega. And we see that alpha is the beginning. So God is the beginning of all. So for us who have a hard time understanding this idea of being God being self-existent, like Dave said, think of the perfect circle. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the first time I've heard it explained like mm-hmm. that. But to me, that is an eye opener, not knowing where the circle begins and ends. Yeah. I mean, even that concept is a little bit difficult to grasp, but it helps <laughs> me personally, it helps me personally um, to understand that God is self-existent. And that's a concept that we can deal with because looking at a perfect circle, we, we don't have any problem with not knowing where it starts and ends. Mm-hmm. But yes. Uh, To wrap up, guys, we talked about meeting God through the Bible and being introduced to God by God because the Bible is God's word. And we learned that God is the creator. Mm -hmm. And being the creator, he loves all that he's created. This is why we say God is love. You can say God is love, God is love all the time. But if you don't know exactly why God is love, then maybe you have to go back and understand just exactly why God is love. And today we looked into the Bible for that answer. And second, God is self-existent. God is, I am who I am. Nobody created God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Think of Dave's perfect circle if you have a hard time understanding that. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yes, this is part one to about God. We looked at two attributes to God that he explains himself in the Bible. And we have more in the coming episode, yes, which do. is going to be deeper. So stick around. Don't go anywhere until our next episode comes out. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. And as always, if you have any questions about anything that we talked about, please send us an email please. and we'd be happy to reply to you as always. Mm. Always make sure to download, subscribe, share with your friends. And yeah. That's it for this time. So this has been TJ. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. And Ray. And Perfect, perfect Circle Dave. Perfect Circle Dave. <laughs> per- perfect Circle Dave stuttering at the end. Uh, um, kind of gives, puts into question the word perfect, but okay. All right, we'll, we'll all be back in the next episode. Amen. So until then, all right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. You've been listening to Reconnect. Reconnect.